Father's Day. So my phone started blowing up early. People were sending me texts, happy Father's Day. And I went, oh, thank you. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I'm not proud of, but I am proud of the fact that I can say that I really tried to be a good father. Amen. And yesterday, me and Courtney, Courtney took me out. We went to the movies and we hung out. And, and me and Courtney have a lot of fun because she's silly like I am. <laughs> and I wonder what people think when they see us, though, because we kind of look alike. Right. And she's like down here, you know what I mean? It's pretty interesting, but I thank God that uh, one of my, Julian's in Florida, uh, Candace in Georgia, but my little shrimp is here, so she took care of me. Everybody say amen. All right, so uh, if you think about Father's Day, I, always, I told you guys this before. If you look at God only as God, you're going to miss God. Amen. God, you got to see him as the Father also. See, because God before Jesus was pretty scary. Yeah. Right, right? I mean, I mean, you think about it. God was so holy that only priests can really come into the holiest holies to actually get close to him. They used to tie ropes to priests and let them go in in case the priest died in there and they would drag the body out. I mean, think about it. Remember when the ark got ready to fall, somebody grabbed the ark and touched it and weren't, weren't, wasn't eligible to do that and they ended up dying. I mean, God of the Old Testament was pretty scary. Mm -hmm. Amen. And then Jesus came along, and, and here's the thing. God should be a little scary, but it's called reverence. Everybody say amen. 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 It's a reverential fear. I, 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 God does make me nervous. So it's kind of like a real father. You know, your mom, wait till your father gets. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they called me on the way in, Angie and Julian called, and then Angie's like, well, oh, Julian won't get right here. I'm, I'm calling your dad. I'm like, on Father's Day, I got to deal with this? And, <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, but it's something about, I'm going to call your father. Yep. You know, and then as many times I get that call, I'm done. I'm going to just call your father. And then, and then I, and it's like, so, so God of old was pretty scary. Jesus comes along. Mm. And he shows us something. He shows us another side of the father that we did not see. So, of course, you have the reverential God who has created everything who should be feared and respected, but then you have, you can't just see him as that, you have to see him as the father. And if you look at Jesus, never called him God. He, God only came out of his mouth when he was on the cross and he says, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Until that point, he always, he always related to him as the father. And that was so odd to people. People were like, he, he, what does it mean as a father? He, well, he was the son of God. Everybody say amen. Amen. But he was trying to get us to see something. Now, he's not just, he's, he says, they said, teach us how to pray. And he goes, okay, when you pray, pray to God. He says, no, when you pray, you pray to the father. Amen. amen. Jesus, all, he came to bring us redemption. Everybody say amen. Amen. To redeem us back to the Lord. But he also came to show us the love of the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, this is what I was thinking. I had a child late. When, and, and Julian came in my latter years. And, and, and so, what it did for me, though, he, he's done more for me than I probably have done for him, because I just raised him. But he's shown me another side of God that I probably wouldn't have realized without him. Amen. See, because I'm going to tell you why. Because when I had Courtney and Keandres, when I had my daughters, I was very young. I was in my 20s. And, and when you're in your 20s, 
you're scrambling. I remember I used to go up to the school and they, they would call, they'll say, tell, tell Kiernis her brother's here. Her brother, I'm like, that's my daughter. <laughs> that's how young I was, right? And I'm like, and, and so it was like, that what they did for me is they gave me some reason to live. Everybody say amen. amen. They gave me a reason to be responsible. They gave, me, they gave me a reason to focus and stay off the street and, and try to, I got this daughter I got to raise. Then I had another one. I, and it's like, so they kept me in another kind of way. But I realized when I had them, I was, I was young and I was scrambling too much. You Amen. see, when you have kids when you're young and you're still trying to figure out careers, money, where you're going to live, everybody say amen. Amen. You know, you're running around a lot. So you're parenting kind of on the fly as you go. Right. But when you have a child later, you can kind of sit back and just parent. Amen. I'm done running around. I'm too old. I'm going to be 60 years old next week. So I'm done running around. <laughs> I don't do nothing I don't want to do anymore. Amen. Amen. So if I'm on the couch, I get asked, Dad, you want to do this? It's either yes or no. <laughs> and the conversation's over. Amen, somebody. <laughs> Amen. I don't do nothing I don't want to do anymore. I've earned that right. And it's like, but when you're young, you're running around. I'm playing softball. I'm doing all this stuff. But when you get older and you can step back and you can just parent. Amen. I go, man, where did I get that from? Where, where did I get that instinct? I got it from the father. So, so one thing, if, 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 if you're a good father, and I know a lot of good fathers, you, you have traits like the father. Amen. And, then, and, and, and it's, it's not that you just are that way. No, we get these traits from him. And then if you look through the Bible, go to, go to the first one, Psalms 103, 8, I believe. If you go to the Bible, God is, is going out of his way to, through Jesus, show us what he means to us and what we mean to him. Not just as God, but as our Father in heaven. Jesus says, when you pray, pray to the Father. Amen. See, it changes the narrative. Oh, let me show you. Psalms 103.8. I always got to check and see who's reading. Chris is reading. It says, the Lord what? Is compassionate and gracious. Thank God he is. Everybody say amen. Amen. The Lord is he's kind and he's merciful and thank you, Lord. He is patient and he is full of love. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. When you get older, it's like, man, your first child, you're running around and you don't, and you're, you're so careful and you, you got the bag all packed up and you got everything that you even don't need in the bag. <laughs> And then you're really particular about who you know where your kid goes, and you're particular about who watches your child and all that. And then you have your second one, and you lighten up a little bit. Amen. And then your bag gets because you know you don't need all that stuff. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. And so as you so so the Lord is kind. He's merciful. He's patient. And and, and, and thankfully, the, I have those traits, and good fathers have those traits. But we got them from the Lord. He he is so. The Lord is so kind and he's so merciful and he's so patient and he's full of love to the point where sometimes I go, I don't deserve that today. Amen. Me and Mike was laughing in the back of that song. I think the first line was, was I just want to make it to heaven or something that, that my uncle was singing. And Mike was like, there's days when I don't think I'm going to make it. Amen. 
if, if I didn't have the revelation of what Jesus did, everybody amen. say amen. amen. Let me tell you something. None of you, none of you deserve heaven. Amen. And you're great people, but you, you don't deserve heaven. Amen. Somebody asked me, how do you keep someone encouraged who comes to the Lord and then they start to lose their faith? I tell you, I tell them this is what's going on. This is a free message. You're going to pay me when I finish this, but this is free. <laughs> I go, this is what the problem is. They come to the Lord thinking he's Santa Claus or, or a genie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, they come to the Lord going, hey, give me, I've tried everything else. Now give me the life I desire. I've tried it by my own means. I tried it by getting in a relationship. I tried it by trying to get more money. And none of that has worked. So I'm going to come try this Lord thing this God thing and see if that works. And then when they come to the Lord and then after a few months of them finally doing the right thing, they think they deserve something. And, and they want God to give them stuff. Give me the life that I want. Give me the happiness that I want. Not realizing something. They got, you don't come to the Lord for God to give you stuff. You come to the Lord because he gave you something already. He gave Amen. you Jesus. Right? Amen. So you come to the Lord because he gave me Jesus. Yes. Not so he can just give me the life I think I want, because here's the thing. I think I want that. Oh, my life was always professional baseball. I just want to play professional baseball. I want kids to wear my jersey. I practice my autograph for nothing. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about endorsement deals, all that back then. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, it's going to be great. I'm going to just, I'm going to go play for the Dodgers. I'm going to live in L.A. I'm going to have, no, nah, I'm in Emily City, running my mouth. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, man, it's, it, we don't know the life that we need. We don't know the life that we deserve. Hallelujah. Some people live way under, and, and God has a better life when they live under that. We don't know what we want or what we, so my thing is, we don't come to the Lord so he can give us this great life. We come to the Lord because he gave us life through Jesus. He gave us the best gift that he can have. We can ever have his son. Amen. He's gracious. Next verse. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. It's, thank God. Everybody say, thank God. Thank God. There you go. I got some honest people in here. Because you know the Lord should be mad at you all the time. Yes. Amen. It's that he does not always criticize. Thank you, Lord. And he does not stay angry with us forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, because, man, some days I go, oh, he's not. I know you're mad. Yep. I know you're mad. I know you look. You know how you don't. You look it down. <laughs> if my voice ever goes up, my, my kids look down. <laughs> oh, shoot. Here he goes. Here he goes. I, I like when I ask, when I ask my poor son, I ask Julian a question. He, do, he does this. Why would you do that? What's up there? You looking for Jesus to help you? It's, it's like, man, it's, it's when, when a father starts to scream, things happen. Everybody say amen. Amen. But here's the thing. In my mind, I'm thinking I never try to criticize my children. Amen. I try to just point things out. Amen. Right? Just like the Lord. The Lord comes and he goes, man, I'm, I'm not criticizing you. I'm trying to point these things out. And he says, thankfully now, no matter what your kids do, over time, you stop being mad at them. Amen. You, sometimes I even try to stay mad. <laughs> or I even act like I'm mad and I'm really not mad anymore. 
because I really got you. I got to get you to see you will never do that again. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm really not mad. <laughs> but I want you to think I'm mad. It's hard for me to stay mad. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. I think when you get older, you either, you either go carefree or you go grouchy. Right. You ever meet people, see people get older? They either get carefree and they go whatever, or they get so grouchy. I'm not going to grouchy. Amen. I'm going to go this way. Me and I'm going, ah. <laughs> What do you think about that? I don't care. Sometimes I get, go, you don't care about nothing. Not really. Right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Too old to be caring about stuff. He's not always always criticizing and accusing us and man he doesn't stay angry forever first he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities and don't that sound like a good parent he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. sometimes children do st such stupid stuff you go I, i'm not even gonna let you eat <laughs> In fact, you don't even have a room no more. That's my room anyway. Those are my shoes. Those are my underwear. Hey Amen, somebody. You didn't buy anything. I'm letting you use all my stuff. Amen. You get so bent out of shape. And then here's the thing, though. Man, you just know fully well that, that you are going to forgive. Everybody say amen. amen. And you're not going to keep repaying them. You're not going to make them pay. Not good parents don't do that. It says he, we deserve it. We we sin all the time, and we deserve God to be angry at us, and we deserve Him to repay us according to what we have done wrong. But here's the thing. Go to the next verse. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. So, but here's the thing. He can't help but just love us that much. Amen. And no matter how angry I get, man, my love always just straightens it out. Amen. There's times when you just want to. Yep. And then it don't stop when they get older either. Nope. Amen. And it's like, and, and it's like, man, but man, my love always straightens me back out. Amen. Okay. Come on, come on now. You know that's, you know, you love your daughters. You know, you love your son. It, 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 it says for as high as the heavens are above the earth. So great is his love for those who respect him. Amen. Hallelujah. Ultimately, I thank God for this one point in my parenting. All three of my children respect me. Amen. They might not always do what I say, especially the older ones. <laughs> is Courtney here? Is Courtney here? She's here somewhere. <laughs> but my thing is I thank God for the respect. So here's the thing. Where did I get that from? I got it from the Father. Hallelujah, somebody. Well, he knows someday you're not doing what he tells you to do. But ultimately, thank God, the Bible says that he ponders the hearts of people. He looks at the heart of people. Amen. And he can look into your heart and go, I, oh, but she does love me. Yes, Lord. And she does respect me. She's not doing right, but I know you love me. I know you respect me, so I'm not going to give you what you deserve. Amen. Hallelujah, you, somebody. Chris, thank go you, next Lord. verse. 
As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So what happens is when they do mess up, what happens over time, you just forget about it. You just go lesson learned. But man, you don't keep it. You don't hold on to it. You, you let it go. You still the next day, a couple days, you're back get laughing and joking and doing whatever you do. And then what happens? It's like that transgression that they did is so far back there now when it was only a couple days ago. Mm hmm. Where did we get that from? Oh, Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Chris, what's the next verse? As the father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear so him. So where do we get it from? As a father who has compassion on his own children, so the Lord has the compassion. We got it from him. Amen. See, when you see God as God, you're always on eggshells. You ever been in an angry father's house? And then when he gets home, the whole temperature of the house changes. Amen. Everybody gets quiet. Nobody says anything. No, it's, like, it's like, man, this is prison. I'd rather come home and have everybody happy I'm at the house. Amen. I think I got it. I can't even go nowhere without my kids wondering, where are you going? Where are you going? What are you going to do? <laughs> Amen. My daughter down in Georgia still tries to figure out what I'm doing. I'm like, you're not even here. <laughs> And it's like, man, it's, it's, I'd rather have that. But see, because that's the love of the Father. Of course he should be reverenced. Yes. Of course he should make you nervous. But if you only see him as God, you're going to miss something. Because yep. when you sin and you see him as God, this is what you tell yourself. I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be better. I'm never, I'm not, I, I just don't deserve anything. But when you see him as the Father, you go, but I, you, I'm right here. But over here, I, you go, I know you love me. Amen. Hallelujah. I know you have compassion toward me. I, I know you see my insides. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes, hallelujah. See, when you only see them as the high one, you miss something. Yes. Amen. So when you see him as God, yes, you go, man, he's too much for me. I don't deserve anything. He's so holy. But then when you see him as the father, you go, but thankfully, man, I know how much you love me. I, Amen. I know, Father, I know I messed up again, but I know your mercy is up there for me because I know you know my heart. You know my heart. So that, does that mean we keep on doing bad? No, because we know like any other father, you keep doing bad. Don't, don't, you know the threat. Don't, don't make me, don't make me get up. Don't make me come over there. Amen. Don't make me, don't make me talk to you no more about this thing. <laughs> so what happens? We're not trying to disappoint the Father. And we respect him. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. But we fear God. So when, when things, when I, as when I pray, I start, I pray like this. Father, you know what's best for me. You know me better than I know myself. Now I know it better because I know my son better than he knows himself. Amen. Chris, what's the next verse? For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. See, because he knows us so well. And, and think about it. All you guys that are parents, you know your kids so well. They think that you don't. Right. But man, you know them. Yes. You know what they're gonna. You know how they're gonna respond before they respond. Yep. A lot of times you know what they're gonna say before they say it. Yep. You know how they're gonna react as soon as you see them. 
-hmm. You know, as soon as you ask this question, what they're going to do? <laughs> Why do you keep doing that? Am I you looking for help from above? It's like you, you know, you know your children. You know them, and thank God, where do we get that from? Well, thank God your father knows you. Everybody say he knows me. He knows me. Say it better than that. He knows me. He knows me. What's the next verse? The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. He knows that our lives are short, that they are like grass. He knows we are like little wildfire that grows up so quickly. So what does that mean to me? It means this. As we begin to grow like we do with our own children, God expects more from us. Uh, dude, I'm not tying your shoe. I tied your shoe when you were one. I'm not tying your shoe at 11. I'll lose somebody. Hallelujah. You know, hey, man, you got to get this. You got to clean that up. I'm not cleaning that up. See, what we're trying to do is we're trying not to raise ridiculous kids and then they turn into adults and we let them loose on the world. We're right. trying to make sure we mold a child so when society gets them, they're okay. Amen. And so what happens as they begin to get older, you begin to do less. Yep. I'm here to tell you that's how the father is. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Because yep. some of you just want, we just three, oh, yeah, we, I know he loves you, and I know you just want to hug, and I know you want to go, daddy, 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 but something. But when you begin to grow, God says, wait a minute, what are you doing? I'm expecting more out of you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Just like you do your kids as they begin to grow, God does us the same way. Yeah. So that means we have to turn away from the childish behaviors we had when you start to come into the knowledge of who God is. Yeah painful I know it is I know it is some of us have too much knowledge to be struggling in things that we're struggling with we have too amen. much knowledge to be holding on to that depression yeah. amen we got too much knowledge to be be falling in these traps where we mentally start to get down or we got way too much knowledge to be tricked in a certain situation come on we got too much knowledge amen so what does God do? He goes, I'm not coming to your rescue on this. You know what you should be doing. Amen. Amen. I watched you grow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, these are tough because, you know, we, we, too much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. And as, God, as we begin to grow in God, he expects us to act like it. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Just like you do your kids. Where do we get that from? Well, we got it from him. Mm-hmm. What's the next one? First John. Let's go. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. Let me show you how, God, how much the Father really does love us. Come on. That we should be called the children of God. Because you are not just his servants. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. You are not just some people that he just bought here and now you got to worship him and, and just you're just nobodies. You're just there to worship him. No, we become the children of God. How much love does he have for us? He now calls us his children. Only amen. Jesus can show us. Hallelujah. So now, how much does he love us? He loves us so much that now we are called the children of God, and we really are his children. Hallelujah, somebody. And that's what we are. And if you see him only as God, the holy one that created heaven and earth, you're going to only see him as, as a crystallization of who he really is. You have to see him also as the father. 
so you can really understand the difference between God who's almighty and the almighty father who knows what you have need of at all times. Who always knows. I always know. I always know. I always know. As soon as we run out of something, I go, hey, the other one's in there. Dad, we're out. I know you're out. It's in the closet. It's already there. Amen. But, but here's the scary part with that. When we go to God wanting something and he doesn't want us to have it, the first thing in our mind is we, we get upset, just like our kids do. Dude, you're not eating pizza at 2 in the morning. It's not happening. <laughs> now, here's the conversation. Every time I tell you no or I don't do what you ask, it's only for your benefit. Amen. Amen. That's what a good father will do. Where do we get that from? Well, because how many times you go to God and he goes, I'm not doing that. Or he don't even tell you, he just don't do it. And then what do you do? You get your lip poked out. Because you wanted it done yesterday. And God is saying, no, I'm not doing it. But I'm not depriving you. I'm, I'm not making your life miserable. I know you think our people get so angry at God like we got a right to get angry with God. When we really, I told somebody this the other day, what does he owe you? He owes you nothing. Right. People think God owes me everything because I call him God finally and I go to church every once in a while. And it's like, man, what does he owe us? He doesn't owe us every, anything. He already gave us Jesus. He owes us nothing else. He's not a genie where you rub and you get three wishes. He's not Santa Claus that you give a list of the light that you want. He's our father in heaven. Amen. Designed to parent us mm-hmm. to what? Adulthood. So we, when we're unleashed on society, we're some earthly good. Amen. Hallelujah. So now we are called the children of God. That's who we are. And the reason the world doesn't know is because they don't know him. Amen. The world, the world knows God. They, they, always, they always admit that there's a God. People who don't even believe. Let me tell you something. Even atheists believe in God because you got to believe to not believe. I'll say that again. Even atheists believe in God because you have to believe to not believe. So my thing is, it's like, man, people, uh, people, the reason the world doesn't know us is because they only see him as God. They don't see him as the children of God is different. So that's when you talk to someone who you know who's just maybe wrapped in religion or, or wrapped in their own theology, and you begin to speak to them about what the father is to you, and they're, they're just standing there going, you trying to tell me that God talks to you? Okay, how can I tell you this without sounding creepy? Mm-hmm. There's no, yes. Yeah. The Holy Spirit speaks to me all the time. Let me tell you something really spooky. And it gets on my nerves sometimes. I know what people are thinking sometimes. God will tell me. I love when people smile in my face, but they don't mean me any good. I, I, I've heard people say things without them saying it. Amen. Mm. <laughs> and, the, and the scary part is, I keep on loving. Yeah. Amen. That road. Chris, go to my next one, because that'll open up a whole nother can, and I don't want to discuss that one right now. <laughs> Romans 8, I think. Yep. Let's go. 
For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Now, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the, the real children of God. See, because a lot of people aren't led by the Spirit. We're led by what we want. Mm-hmm. We're led by what we think we deserve. We're, we're, we're led by the, the life that we think we should have. We're, we're led by our own emotions. We're led by our own flesh. We're led by so many other things. But the people who are the ch- true children of God, they're led by the Spirit of God. Let me show you. Go. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. So the spirit that you have received have, doesn't make you sla- slaves to what? The world anymore. Mm-hmm. You ever hear somebody say, well, that's just how I am. Yep. And I go, well, that's a cop out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just like that. I can tell you a whole lot of stuff I'm just like. <laughs> Hallelujah, that I had to change. Everybody say amen. Amen. You can actually change your nature. Well, people say this, well, my mom's like that, I'm like that, my sister's like that. Okay, well, I'm saying, well, my dad wasn't a good dad. I'm not like that. Amen. I I know people, my dad had a slight anger problem. I'm not like that. Amen. So my thing is, you don't have to be like that. You can actually change your nature. Yeah. Uh Amen. Yeah, you can, but here's the thing. So we're not, why? Because I realized something. I'm not a slave to that anymore. I don't have to function like that anymore. Amen. I don't have to be a slave to the news and everything that's going on in the government and all these things. I don't have to have these things rain down on me and keep a cloud over my head. Amen. I'm no longer a slave to this society. Amen. I'm no longer a slave to what people think or, or how people are going to look at me. or ju- see, see, you begin to realize I'm free. Mm. Free from what? The troubles of this world, man. That Hallelujah. means you don't live here anymore, you don't deal with them? No, you do. But my mindset is different about them. Everybody amen. say amen. Amen, hallelujah. So it, it doesn't make us slaves. We don't live in fear. What do we do? Come on. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. See, the, the, the spirit that you receive, it, that word Abba, it, it, it means that now you are intimate with God. Amen. Now, now you don't just see him with fearful eyes, you see him with loving eyes, because he's the fearful God that should be respected. But he's also this loving father that is so concerned about us. Amen. And so when you, only the spirit can reveal that, though. Only the Spirit, through your information and your transformation of your mind, can get you to see that. Yes, he is God, the creator of the earth. One in which the angels are flying around saying holy. One in which when the prophet walked into the temple, his, his train filled the temple like it was carpet. And it really was his robe. It was so great. Mm-hmm. But he's also this father who loves his children no matter what the circumstance is. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus is always the elephant in the room that we cannot get around. And then the Holy Spirit comes and reveals it all, and then now we begin to cry out, Abba. See, that's close. That's, that's, not, that's not father, that's dad. Amen. My kids call me dad. They don't call me father. Amen. They call me, well, Courtney does sometimes when she tries to be funny. Father. Oh, she's trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> oh, Candace does it too, now that I think about it. When she's trying to tell me what to do, she goes, Father? That sounds so official. 
But normally I'm there. Why? Because it's the intimacy there. It's the respect level there, yes, but see, it's the... Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So if we only see him as this, we'll miss him. Yep. And only Jesus came to reveal that, and the Holy Spirit came to help us understand it. Yep. Glory, glory, glory. Chris, where are we? I'm lost. <laughs> the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. See, the Spirit testifies and gives us the truth of who we are, and then it latches in with our spirit, and we go, oh, I see it now. He's my father. Mm -hmm. He's not just God who, who spoke to Abraham, Isaac, Moses, Jeremiah, jo who helped Joshua. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. But he's my, he's my personal father who some kind of way, some kind of way, he deemed me worthy enough to be able to be concerned about me. When you, you've done all, I've heard all and read all these amazing things and, and all these amazing people who know you, but you know me? Did you understand something? You pray to the God who told Moses to go to Egypt. Amen. You pray to the God that stopped the sun yeah. mm -hmm. for somebody. Amen. You pray to the God that spoke to Abraham and said, you will have many descendants. Amen. You pray to the God that flooded the earth and told Noah, you better build a boat. Amen. That's who you pray to? Hmm. Not only that, not only that, he's personal with you? Amen. Amen. Who are you? You don't deserve that. Amen. Amen. And God says, well, just like the grace you give your son all the time, Amen. where did you get that from? See, when I was young, I was running around too much. But now that I'm older, I could parent, just parent. And I'm like, oh, man, dude, that was great. And he's looking at me like, don't kill me, Dad. Don't. I'm not going to kill you for that. Don't do that again. I'm not going to kill you for that. See, I, I'm able to, I'm older now. I can step back, and I'm not running around anymore. And I can just parent. And I Amen. go, man, God, you, you don't run around. You're mm. not running around busy. All you're doing is parenting. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Some of us, forget about what you do. A lot of us have to straighten out what we think. Amen. Amen. There's people you don't like for no reason. Mm -hmm. There's people who don't like me who don't even know me. Mm -hmm. And I go, thank you, Lord, because that's just, that's, just, that's just solidifying who I am in you. I don't want everybody to like me. Exactly. The Bible says if everybody likes you, you might have a problem. Right. He says you're blessed when people don't like you. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So I love stepping on your Nikes and making you uncomfortable. I don't do this for, for, for popularity. I don't care if you like me or not. People say, oh, you know, oh, man, I don't know about him. He's, I didn't, don't come here. Amen. I'm not here to win popularity contests. Amen. I'm here to teach the gospel. Whoever needs Thank me to do Lord. it. I'm not everybody's pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody's not as free as I am. Amen. Right? I, I, I told one of the prominent pastors out here, we was out at lunch. I'm, he's like, I just want the biggest church in the area. I'm like, I don't. Amen. I'm not everybody's pastor, man. Everybody can't run with me, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I vented. I'm sorry. <laughs> Settle back that up. Shut back that up. <laughs> the 
testifies. What's next, Chris? Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Yeah. If indeed we share in his sufferings okay, in now, order... See, Chris, you talk too much. It says, <laughs> now, if we are the children, Me. then we are heirs. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. We're heirs to the throne of God and co-heirs with Christ because we know what Christ is. Everybody say amen. amen. If, though, we share in his sufferings, way to, way to bring me down. <laughs> you build me up to bring me down. Amen. You promise, you tell me I'm this, and then you drop the bottom out of it. Mm -hmm. You're trying to tell me that Christians suffer. Mm. No, I'm trying to tell you, children of God suffer. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But just like we do, if any time I make my child or my children suffer, it's for their benefit. Mm-hmm. Never, never to not build them. Never, it's never to hurt them. It, it's, it's never to pull them down. It's only to try to get them to see. Yeah. Amen. Man, remember the old threat back in the day? You can't go outside. Oh, that used to break my heart. Yeah. That's not even a threat anymore. Nope. Kids don't go outside. Right. When I was a kid, it was like, man, don't, you're not going out. Oh, my friend's out in the front, running around, waving in the window. You coming out? <laughs> Get out of here. I can't come out. <laughs> it was so painful to sit in the house with your mom. Yeah. The kids now, you got to take the cell phone away, man. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Do you give me, the, give me the phone? Oh, no. <laughs> go outside. I don't want to go outside. It's hot out there. <laughs> but here's the thing when I make you suffer or when I allow you to suffer amen it's always for your benefit yep. I'm telling you the father hallelujah sometimes we have to suffer through some things and in his mind and just like in our mind when our kids do suffer it hurts us too could we feel their pain? Why? Because we only want what's best for them. But we know that your suffering this is actually going to be for your good. Amen. Only the children of God now can recognize that and take it. Amen. Knowing this, that my father is so concerned about me. Knowing this, that my father is not going to let me fall to the ground. Amen. Courtney gave me an amazing card yesterday. I should have bought it, but I didn't want to embarrass her. And, and man, the bottom line was, you always got me. Aww. And I'm like, well, he's always got me. Amen. Always my shelter. When you're suffering, always the one I run to. Hallelujah. But when we do suffer, we got to remember, we still are heirs. Yes. Co-heirs with... You're, we're heirs to the throne. I always tell Julian, you'll never be king until I leave. <laughs> but you are heir, though. Amen. Courtney Candace, sorry. <laughs> you, but you're, you're the heir. Jesus brought us into his family. So Jesus says, now... 
he is your father. Thank you, Lord. Chris, where are we going? Almost done. We've grown to 2 Corinthians. Let's go so we can get out of here. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? There's no agreements between people of God and the, where God dwells in. You're not a temple. And, and people that are not of God, they dwell in idols. Come on. For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them uh -huh. and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my he people. He says, listen, you're the temple of God, as I said, and I always do what I say. I will live with them, and I will walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Everybody see that? Chris, push further. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Therefore, you have to live a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we can't be exactly like them. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes we get so weird and we just be, we end up being weirdos. Right. Right. Well, we can't even live amongst them. We got to live amongst them, but we don't act just like them, though. We got to be different, but we can't be so different that we're weirdos. We're holy rollers and Bible thumpers. Hallelujah, somebody. It's like, man, they should notice who we are. We should be proud of who we are Amen. and not be ashamed. Right. But they shouldn't hate to see us coming. Right. That's why Christians don't reach anybody. Because they either go too weird and they look down on everybody else because they're not, they're not as weird as I am. Or we fit in too much. Amen. And now your testimony is gone because you act just like them. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to come back and say, stop worrying, because Jesus, when you worry all the time. Right. <laughs> he says, therefore, come out from amongst them, be separate, says the Lord. T don't touch the unclean things, and I will receive you. Chris, next verse. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the now Lord listen, Almighty. I will be your God, and you will be my people. And then he goes, and I will be your father. I'll be a father to you, and you'll be my sons and my daughters. See, I'm this and I'm this. You can't just see me as this. You're going to miss me. You got to see me as this. I'm the Almighty One, and I will be. I'm your. You are my people. I created you for my purpose. But then you got to see him as this. The Father, He says, but man, do I want what's best for you, like any good parent would. Here he said, you are created for my purpose. Here he said, but I understand and I want what's best for you. You can't just see him as that. You got to see him as both. Amen. Only the spirit reveals that. Is he God who should be reverenced and feared? Of course he is. But is he the father who comes down and he's so concerned about his children? Of course he is. So sometimes I have to be the father who sets everything in prior places, gives correction, sets guidelines. And, but then, but I'm the father, the, the, I'm also the dad who, who man, we, we go to the movies and we laugh and we joke and we mess around and we're goofy. Amen. Man, that's, that's the father God. He's the father God. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Chris, where we at? Hebrews 1 and 3. Oh, this is my last one, I think? No. Nope. Oh, no, I got two. Oh, we got two minutes. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Come on. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. So here's Jesus. Jesus, the sun shows us the glory of God. He's the perfect copy of God's nature. Amen. 
Jesus came to redeem us back to the Father by the shedding of his blood. Everybody say amen. Amen. But he also came to reveal what? The love of the Father. Mm -hmm. So it says, how did he do it? He told the disciples, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I'm an exact copy. Yeah. Oh. Angie does it all the time. Oh, yeah, it's just like you. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> and I go, yeah, that is kind of bad. <laughs> it's like, man, Jesus came and just gave us his nature. How was Jesus in nature? Well, he talked to people he wasn't supposed to. Jesus hated religious things. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Jesus had trouble with, with people, with the church. He had trouble with it. And my thing is, he received sinners. Mm -hmm. Jesus had compassion. Yeah. A lot of compassion. Jesus hated to see people sick, hated to see people trouble. Yeah. He, the Bible says, not Canaan, that he came as he's a perfect replica of the nature of God. Why? Because people only saw him as this before Jesus. They saw him as the scary guy who you better not go in the temple and you better not touch the ark. We saw him as the guy we had to keep giving sacrifices, animal sacrifices, or he would destroy us. We see him as the guy who comes down and he brings earthquakes and floods. And then Jesus comes and goes, you know what, you know your father knows what you have need of? You're talking about, he knows what I need? Wait a minute, he caused the flood, didn't he? Yeah. So he's concerned about me? Yeah. Only the Spirit reveals that. Amen. How, much did God, how much does God love you? I'm going to tell you how much he loves you. You're still here. Amen. Amen. He still blesses you, knowing you don't always deserve it. He still gives you grace and mercy. No, 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 we don't always deserve it. I'm almost done. Chris, come on, baby. Sustaining all things by his powerful word, yeah. after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he came to show us the, the replica of God's nature, and then he also came to he sustained everything by the word being fulfilled through him. And, I, and he created everything because he was the word. And he had provided the purification of sins. So he did what he needed to do. And then he went and he sat down Amen. next to the father. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. Doing what? Saying, okay, I did all that. And you're just God. So you got to keep loving him. Yep. You're not a merciful one because sometimes God don't have no mercy. Kenan, you know, you're wrong. Am I? What did he tell Joshua? I need you to go in there and kill everybody. Mm -hmm. God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, he, really? He told Noah, build a boat. I'm killing everyone else. Yep. Really? He told Lot, you better get out and don't look back. I'm, de I'm destroying the whole city. Yep. So before you guys be silly and religious, we have to remember that God the Father does not play. Amen. But Jesus mm -hmm. did mm -hmm. this and then sat down and says, now nah, I did that. Mm -hmm. And you're just, you're a just father. And you never go back on your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Chris, give me my last one so we can go. 
John 17. Come on. Father, you guys all right? Okay. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am. This is an amazing prayer. He's saying, Father, I want those you have given to me to be with me no matter where I am. And I'm getting ready to come to you and I want them to be there too. Amen. Come on, Chris, go. And to see my glory, the glory you, given, you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Uh, come on. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, he I goes, know you. Father, though the world doesn't know you, I know you. And they know you sent me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that and the love. And he says, I have revealed them to you and you to them. I have made them now know you because I'm your replica. Everybody say amen. Because mm -hmm. they, they didn't see you as the father. Now he's making his prayer to who? God. Mm -hmm. But what is he saying? Father. Mm -hmm. You're saying, yeah, but he's the son of God. Jesus says, when you pray, pray our father. And he says, continue to make, I, I will continue to make you known so that they may love you. Chris, come on. I will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. So my thing is because of the love you have for me, now you love them just as much because you gave them to me and now they are adopted into our family. So I'm bringing you all these orphans. Amen. And now these orphans who are fatherless, now they have a father because you love me. I love them. They believe you sent me. I am with them. So now you are with them also. See how it works? Chris, come on. That's it. So here it is. Here's the father who sent the son, and he says, listen, I want them to be where I am. And he says, listen, I, 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 the world doesn't know you, but they now know you because of me. I came to reveal you to them so they will understand something. That you can be scary. I think every father should keep a, a, a little piece of, I'll kill you. You know I'll kill you, right? Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Okay, I'm just checking. I won't, but you know I could. <laughs> you, know, you know there's a place that we don't cross. Yeah, I know that you'll kill me. Okay. I can call my oldest daughter right now and go, you know I'll kill you, right? She'll go, yeah, dad, I know you'll kill me. But my thing is, the love that we have, it almost sometimes, it never steps over, but it almost borderlines to friendship. And then we sing a song, I am a friend of God. You're a friend of God? Well, some of you guys are great parents. I see you parenting. and it's like, and you've developed these relationships with your children. And even though your father is so close, it's so intimate, it's so comfortable, don't let them make you mad, though. Where did we get that from? If you see him as God, you only see a part of him. You have to see him as the father. And it'll bring a whole nother aspect of who he is and who you are to him, who he is to you. And then, and then you begin to pull them both together and he becomes the same thing. He becomes the father God or God the father. Amen. And you have to see him as both or you will miss him. 
Come on, get mad at that. Come on up. I try. I, I, I don't, I never call him God. Always, now, when I say something to other people, I always go, well, you got to remember, God's not like that. But when I'm in my prayer, I always pray to the Father. Why? Because Jesus told me to. I'm going to do what Jesus said. So I'm always there, I'm Father. I'm, uh, and it helps me because I go, Father, I, Jesus, I know I shouldn't even be talking to you. And then I think about J- Julian who, and Courtney and Candace who, who will go, I, I know I shouldn't even be talking to you right now. And I go, yeah, you should. Amen. We'll figure it out. I, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm, I may be frustrated. I may be disappointed. You can talk to me about anything. We'll figure it out. Wow, that sounds like... I don't want to disappoint you. That's what my kids say. I don't want to disappoint you. He's not disappointing you. Trying to help you. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to blow it. Man. I don't want to keep messing up. Yeah, you better stop. But I love you. We'll figure it out. I mean, it sounds, sounds like only the Spirit reveals that. So that means when you fall, you're quicker to get up. When you get sad, you're quicker to, to pull yourself back together. When you start to get depressed, you shake it off quicker. Everybody say amen to that. When you start to struggle, you handle the struggle a lot differently, knowing that your Father knows what you have need of. Jesus says, why do you pray like people who don't know God? Oh, I know because you don't know God. Because you don't know him fully because you don't see him as the Father. And if you see him as the Father, my kids never ask me for something they need because it's already there. My son has never said, I need some socks. Hey, I'm going to underwear. Hey, Dad, I'm naked. I need something to put on. Hey, Dad, I'm, I'm hungry. Hey, 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 Dad, I need to get picked up. Hey, hey, Dad, I need to get there. Hey, Dad, he never asked for that stuff. Why? Man, he's got more faith in me than I got in myself. Sometimes I go, dude, you got a lot of faith. You think this stuff just comes out of nowhere. And I think, well, it does come out of nowhere. Because my father takes care of me. So therefore, you won't go without, because I don't go without, because he takes care of me. Hallelujah, somebody. We are more like the Father than we know, so that should help us understand who the Father is. Everybody say, in Jesus' name, amen. I must take